0: 423 Get Fame. That's 423 Get Fame. I would tell you to leave a message, but the truth is I don't really care. I've had this hotline open for months, and not one of you jokers have what it takes to be famous like me. So leave a message if you want. But don't expect a call back. I've got way more important things to do than to waste my time on losers like Masquerida Sagrada, and you all. Thank you, and have a nice day. Hey there, folks, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 12 of the Grave Consequences Podcast. Of course, a podcast covering Lucha Underground. As alluded to, we're reviewing Season 2, Episode 12. This is called... Three's a crowd, but you wouldn't know it by my uh, autocorrect on my iTelephone because it corrected that to There's a Crowd. Which is a better title, Greg?
1: That's a good question because I actually been meaning to talk to you. I want, I'm going to change one of the titles for one of the shows, okay. but There's a Crowd. I like it better.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. that's If you want to use that, you go ahead, but you make sure you credit Tim Apple
1: tim apple timothy applesmith
0: yes timothy applesmith aka m cook guys follow me on twitter at i am Caleb B. follow greg at x maserati we'll put the spelling in the description uh social suplex podcast network that's where you can get not only our show but every other show here on the network um of course Grave consequences podcast solo feed you can listen to me every Wednesday night as well on Eddie and Caleb's Hero Cast. That is Hero movie based reviews. And I think that's it for the plugs. With that, you know, let's go into the episode. And the very first thing we see is Dario Cueto's office. And inside that office is the trio of Johnny Mundo, Taya, and Cage. So very much strange bedfellows. Cage. Asks for a match with Johnny, and Dario just says no. (laughs) Dario tried to shake Taya's hand, and Taya did not accept. And at one point, okay, so the the crux of this segment is Dario announcing that, hey, you guys are going to be in the Trios tournament together. And (laughs) Cage is like, hey, I don't care if it's them. I don't care if I don't have a partner. I'm going to become trios champion because I'm not a man. And Dario cuts him off and says, yeah, you're a machine. We know.
1: They, this isn't the first episode to make a joke about his, his catchphrase. Mm -hmm. And it's great every time. Yeah. But you can tell how dated the show is because Dario points to his plaque and says, this says I'm kind of a big deal, which is an anchorman quote.
0: Okay. Look, that was dated when the, this was dated when the episode came out in 2016. Because that movie came out in 04.
1: Oh, really, man? I'm getting old.
0: Dude, it happens to all of us, man. It happens to all of us, unfortunately. But yes, the I'm kind of a big deal plaque does not age the show well at all.
1: No. It's still funny, but...
0: Yeah, yeah. In fact, hell, I might watch Man tonight. I don't know.
1: Did you ever see the second one?
0: I was not impressed.
1: Yeah, I thought it was all right.
0: It was fine, but most of those comedy sequels they don't land, man.
1: No, you you could only keep telling the same joke when the I, premise itself is the joke. It's it's hard to keep going.
0: Yeah, I hated, I hated both the Zoolander sequel and the, uh, not Anchorman, uh, Dumb and Dumber sequel.
1: I don't think I saw the sequel. No, uh, I didn't.
0: Of which one? Either. Okay, well, it, it's probably better off that way. Probably better off that way playing us in once again el conjunto nuevo hola solid enunciation right
1: i'd say so flawless
0: thank you thank you you can hardly tell i'm a cracker from oklahoma by the way you can't call people crackers on facebook anymore i actually got a uh, a warning from facebook when i put that in a a comment that i sent to my brother as a joke huh yeah oh by we're the way guys, sorry as as i alluded to in the first episode we recorded today we're recording back to back it is labor day
1: we don't take days off though for our <laughs> fans we work we hard
0: do, we don't take weeks off rather we take no. days off we take hella days off
1: <laughs> but we're, we're we haven't like, missed a recording day yet or we haven't missed a uh what's it debut day what do you call it
0: We, uh, yeah, we don't miss, uh, Thursdays unless it's between seasons. Then we take sabbaticals and usually even then they're like a month long. That's it.
1: And we tell, we, we announce like, you know, yeah that's like our off season.
0: Exactly. Yeah. We got to take time off. We got to We got to, you know, build up the suspense and, and, you know, let you guys appreciate us more. It's like the Brock Lesnar principle.
1: We're not like other shows you might catch on the social suplex network. We, there's no days off. We outwork everyone.
0: We do outwork everyone. We do the work, damn it. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, good stuff. And that's why we cover a show that's old so that way we don't have to record every week. But, hey man, work
1: smarter, not harder.
0: Exactly. And outwork everyone while you're at it. Um, Word to seven time, and yes, I did say seven time, world champion. Christian Cage. First match of the night though. Hennes versus Killshot.
1: Yeah, this is more of the rebranding of Killshot. They are going to be building him up stronger now. He's no longer going to be the guy uh that's building up other people. Uh and, and Hennes is a fine guy to do it with because, you know, he's not a jobber per se, but he's kind of like the Sean Spears. Um
0: uh who's that?
1: Yep. Uh
0: is that is that uh, Cassie Lee's husband?
1: Miss, Mr. Cassie Lee.
0: Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, oh, did you know, by the way, I believe it was Arhenes was one of the three uh, disciples of death, but I can't remember which one.
1: Oh, that I didn't know. So the, one of them is the uh, Ricky. Uh, what was Ricky's name? Cortez. Uh, was it Ricky Cortez?
0: no cortez castro or ricky mandel maybe ricky
1: mandel so it's ricky mandel yeah uh, and who's and it's it's uh, and who else
0: i can't remember the third right now i'm sorry dude is it uh
1: is it Cisco? Nah. no no
0: no if it was Cisco.
1: <laughs> yeah you would know well at least we know two of them
0: mhm
1: but yeah yep. this this was a good match to build killshot up uh cuz arhenis is i don't think he has any real wins
0: Mm-hmm.
1: maybe he does i don't know
0: sorry no i i don't believe so um i'd have to look in the archives but i don't think he's actually won a match here in the temple
1: yeah nor should he
0: yeah you're absolutely right
1: he's no bengala
0: so the black lo after this pardon me uh i heard your bengala put over um yes. After this, the Black Lotus was talking to El Dragon Azteca Jr., and she outright lied to him.
1: Is that what was happening here? Because um, I was confused because she killed Dragon Azteca Sr., so she is lying. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, absolutely, 100%. You just lied about the death of El Dragon Azteca Sr. Um, so she's this, a stupid liar. Yes, absolutely. Was she trained
1: absolutely. by Vampiro by any chance?
0: Probably. Actually, no, she was trained by... Uh... <laughs> she was trained by El Dragon Azteca. Oh. Jeez, that story is so stupid. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. I'm. I try not to harp on it, but every time she shows up, I'm just reminded of how stupid that angle
1: is we mean was it still is
0: <laughs> is oh okay <laughs> oh my it's God. pretty
1: dumb like i'm yeah i wrote down the question i was like she's pretending to believe dario or is she now changing her mind like what's Yeah. i don't know it's it's so dumb you're right it's hard to take seriously <laughs> but the next segment is the one i was talking about the previous episode of the subtle threats because daga is in the office with Dario.
0: By and the way, if viewing Daga. This is the first time we've seen him in the temple.
1: He's a brand new guy. Dario's even talking about how he's glad he signed him. But they keep sending very subtle threats and jabs to each other. Mm-hmm. Like at first, it seems like Daga's kind of being dumb. And, but then they start just making like the most subtlest of, of threats. Like Dario says, like, oh, I bought you, I brought you over here just to see if you really are such a big deal that you say you are. And then I, I unfortunately, I didn't write down some of the things that uh, Daga said, but they, they both said some pretty, like, on the surface seems very, you know, innocuous. But if you look at the deeper meaning, they were both probing each other for weakness the whole time.
0: Yeah. No, you're you got a lot more out of that segment than I did. I will be completely honest with you. What I got out of it was that Daga held like no reverence whatsoever for the Aztec medallions.
1: No, he was being very coy. Uh, Dario was like, and like I said, I probably should have wrote down some of the some of the quotes, but it, it was very if you if you're just kind of like watching it and not really paying attention, it could seem very innocuous. And I and I could also be reading into it so much more than I probably should be for a a wrestling show that died like 6 years ago but uh it did have some kind of like gangster movie kind of vibes where you know you, there's a wire so you can't really threaten someone's life so you're saying like oh it would be a shame if this happened to you well i really hope everything goes well for you tonight cuz it'd be a shame if it didn't like those kind of those kind of tones to these to these seemingly innocuous statements that keep zinging back and forth to each other
0: yeah yeah Man, what is Daga doing these days besides Tessa Blanchard?
1: Is he he's he in AAA?
0: Mm, maybe
1: he's in AAA or MLW. He's doing all right.
0: Um, I'm gonna look him up on Wikipedia right now.
1: He should be doing more because when he first shows up in Lucha Underground, I'm not too impressed. Yeah. In in this season, but he starts growing. What the the moment his hair grows a little bit longer, he just he's like Samson. He just gets way better. Yeah. Later on, like he, so, he impresses, he's, he's almost like a uh, like Pac in a way. He could yeah. be in a, a, another
0: Pac. So it looks like here Drago or pardon me, Daga was wrestling in Triple A as recently as April of 2021, but he vacated a title that he won on April 24th, 2021, and has not been seen in Triple A since then huh so who knows what he's doing these days man
1: hopefully he's all right yeah
0: hopefully the dogs are not in the enclosed pool area because after this we got our first of seven aztec medallion matches when tejano faced daga and uh, daga slapped tejano early which that's pretty stupid
1: i wrote that down dude i said daga fucking slaps Honda because he did he just walks up and just slaps him in the face
0: mm-hmm. and what's even better is you know this being produced in post or edited edited in post they can add sound effects to make the slap sound louder
1: i like to imagine he just slapped him that hard
0: yeah yeah that it naturally made a sound that loud yes. um <laughs> Daga was very quick early on, and Tejano was able to keep up, which was surprising because Tejano is a bigger guy.
1: Well, t- Daga wrestled in a way that was believable that a smaller guy could exchange spots and, and attacks with a bigger guy, which is not always either well done or even believable. Like We've all had matches where like, no way this guy can do this, no way this guy's going to beat this guy. And, you know, uh, Floyd even mentions, like, because of size, like, and it does matter. A six foot four guy, that's the reason why they have weight classes in UFC. It, it is, it's not the only thing that matters, but it does factor into things. Uh, yeah. But Daka does a really good job. And I would even dare say that this is Tejano's best match.
0: Yeah. And the thing about Tejano here is he showed grit because he had to survive and escape an ankle lock here. And he managed to do that. And he actually won the match with a big powerbomb.
1: Tejano, yep.
0: Yes.
1: Tejano, Tejano, did get him with a, and that's the best part is like he lost to a power bomb, but he's a much smaller guy being power bombed by from a higher elevation because Tejano is like six four probably.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's a very it, you don't look weak taking a power bomb from a guy that's if if you're like Daniel Bryan height or Pock height and you take a power bomb from like a Cage or from a Tejano, you don't it, look weak if you don't kick out.
0: Man. I just realized, as you said his name, that Cage versus Brian Danielson is a possibility now.
1: It is. There's a. That's the best thing about AEW right now, and it's also the the worst thing. And I, we won't get into it because it's not an AEW show. But you do have to worry about people getting overlooked now. But yeah. There's so many combinations, and they're gonna have to do some of their matches, forbidden store, forbidden door style, like in TNA, in New yeah. Japan. They're not going to be able to fit it all in on all their shows. And I'm not watching Dark anymore. No.
0: <laughs> no, uh, I have a rule of thumb. If it's not on Turner, I am not watching it.
1: I'm barely watching Rampage, bro. And I, I'm not, ai don't have a lot going on, but Friday nights. Yeah. Watching wrestling at 10, it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't like it.
0: Yeah, it's a bit much. Definitely a bit much. Move it to Thursdays. Come on. Do something. Um, yeah. Oh man. After that, we see Millworth as mourning something in the back.
1: You want to know what I wrote down?
0: What'd you write down?
1: I encapsulated this whole segment by saying Katrina catches Mill jerking off in his creepy man cave.
0: Oh my god, that would be hilarious,
1: Because <laughs> he's on his knees by all these candles when she comes in.
0: Yeah, bro. He's <laughs> he's not doing that. He's not you know pleasing himself. He's clearly mourning something, but I do appreciate the
1: humor. What, what was it? What, hold on. What did he could be doing? A a white, what was it? A white rocket? A, a white trolley? What did oh
0: my was, god! What what did a tactical whitey?
1: Tacky. He was doing a tactical whitey. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh,
0: guys, we're gonna break the fourth wall here. Um, our good friend Muzza was at the pub last night in Glasgow watching all out. And uh, he said, just did a tactical whitey in the bathroom. I think I should cut myself off. And I asked, being an American and not knowing what that meant, I said, did you just tell us you jerked off? And <laughs> appara- that. apparently that, no, tactical whitey apparently means throwing up. But, yeah, I don't know.
1: I I legit thought it, I thought the same thing you did. I was like, why are you telling us this? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, we love you,
1: Maza. Oh, we do. Uh, we say it in love, but it's but, but the best thing he, he's ever said.
0: He, also, he doesn't listen to the show, so F him. There <laughs> you go. Oh, my God. That is, wow. We've had our fun for the episode. Uh, <laughs> next up, our main event of uh, Ray, Ray, and Rick versus JTC. I call him Ray, Ray, and Rick because Boris, Mysterio, and Ricochet. And it's you, e- it's easier that? it's easier than writing down Puma, Mysterio, and Azteca. Uh, I said Ray Horace, sir. Is
1: that Ray Mysterio? What? Who's Ray Horace?
0: Ray Horace is El Dragon Azteca Junior. That's his name. Yeah, he's he's in Ring of Honor.
1: He is. I don't watch Ring of Honor, dude.
0: Nobody watches Ring of Honor, but they can still Google them.
1: I use uh XG's for everything, <laughs> that's guy? how I found out what a tactical whitey was.
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Bing guy myself. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm sorry, I'm just so distracted by it,
0: dude. He said tactical whitey.
1: What? Just, that's what I'm gonna say every time we catch Mill on his knees in his man cave. <laughs> That's why they go to war is because Darius is tired of him jerking off in the boiler room all the time.
0: He's he's putting slugs in the toilet, messing up the plumbing.
1: That's why Drago's all pissed off. He can't swim through the pipes as easily. (laughs) (laughs) They should have had one episode where Drago comes out covered in toilet paper.
0: (laughs) Oh. What what do you think of this trio's match, dude? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ray Puma. Oh, actually, you know, it's fight. We're we're so off track, but this was a great fucking match.
0: <laughs> it was, dude. It was, and another beat to the story here. Prince Puma pinned Johnny Mundo again. Yep,
1: I mean, but they did a good thing where. The, he, the, the the technicos won pretty strongly. Like they, they basically they didn't really dominate, but they kinda had the cleanest of strongest wins. But at the same time, the heels were always kinda in a disadvantage. They were always fighting all three of the technicos. Yeah. Maybe two maybe two of them teamed up at a time. Maybe Mundo and Taya teamed up at a time. Mm-hmm. But Cage was always doing it on his own, right? Yeah. So they were kind of just not uh, they weren't all on the same page and that's what cost them that's what allowed the heel they, they that's what allowed the technicos to to win and this made them look this made the technicos look strong in their uh, they weren't just a bunch of three guys just you know doing all their moves. They were coordinated. They had teamwork. They worked fluidly well with each other. Uh, so so it made the bad guys look strong because they were always the underdogs practically the whole match. And they still almost won yeah cage cage had some incredible spots right yeah and we had some of my favorite quotes in there they when uh ty is stomping one of them they called it berserker boots i <laughs> put that down in quotes because i liked it then there was a gem in the holograms reference
0: my love for you with like a truck berserker sorry
1: is that strong bad
0: uh clerks, dude
1: oh uh, well <laughs> i'm oh for 1.
0: Oh man oh well
1: Oh, there was one point where Cage slapped her ass to get in. Ha! I had to rewind a few times because they kept missing it, but he slapped her ass. You couldn't really it, see it. She goes, yeah, ha!
0: <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, Brian, or pardon me, Cage was in their wedding. It, it's all good.
1: He should have destroyed the wedding. Like, he should have f 5 them to the cake. Mm,
0: yeah. Maybe, that, that'd be wild if something like that happened. Um... <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was a there was another storyline though with Ray and Mundo because they both came from WWE. Yeah, that you could kind of feel in the crowd, and Mundo played up to it by tripping Ray, mm-hmm. at one point. Like it just it, it's hard to explain, but there was like this connection between the two of them, where it felt like the fans just kind of were like, "Oh, we want this. We want this yep. match."
0: Yeah. Well, from everything I remember and everything I was told, when because uh, Ray and Johnny had a. Intercontinental title match in two thousand nine. It was just before Ray was going to serve a suspension, Mm -hmm. so, um, pardon me. So obviously Mundo was going to win, and everything I've been told is that the match was very good. I I need to go back and see it, but so it doesn't surprise me, you know, that they had really good chemistry.
1: I mean, Ray, who does he have? And I'm not even the hugest Ray Mysterio fan. Not that I don't like him, I just. Wasn't really watching WWE when he got big, and I didn't really watch WCW, so I've my, my exposure to Rey Mysterio is mo- i seen more of him, in, of him in Lucha Underground, yeah. i see, it's just I didn't know much of him, but he, he's like one of those wrestlers that can wrestle a broom,
0: yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It's like him, Crispin Walsh, Shawn Michaels, and Ric Flair, and that's really about it.
1: And uh, who's the uh, uh the guy from um. The Hollywood varsity blondes, his dad? Brian. Uh, Pullman.
0: Pullman. Yes. Yep.
1: Like they're people that can wrestle just anybody and anything uh, and raise that. And and I'd I'd even say that Mundo on this best yeah. day can do it.
0: Yeah, Mundo he carries himself well, that's for sure. But I mean, looking back here, I, I mentioned Johnny got or pardon me, Prince Puma got the win when he pinned Johnny Mundo once again. And that makes it okay, so Mundo beat Puma in the first episode of Lucha Underground. But then Puma pinned Mundo in Aztec Warfare. Uh, Puma All Night Long. Yes, Puma won All Night Long against Mundo. Aztec Warfare 2, Puma pinned Mundo again. That's three pins right there, three decisions right there. And just now. So that's like four victories to one.
1: Yeah, they're keeping Puma... it's weird because like we've complained about keeping Puma strong, and mm-hmm. how he doesn't always look strong in victory.
0: Oh, dude, he was—he's legitimately one of the worst booked uh, champions I've seen.
1: He is because uh, he's—he's doing—he's getting clean, strong wins here.
0: Yeah. Now that he's not champion, he's looking strong.
1: And he, he, it's like belts are his kryptonite. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Yeah, no, you are not wrong whatsoever. But hey, uh, Rim Stereo, Prince Puma, L Dragon take Jr. move on in the Trios Tournament. And with that, let's see here. Did someone, someone moved on last week as well.
1: Last week it was... Oh, um,
0: <clears> yes, <throat> it was the crew and Joey Ryan.
1: Which is surprising. Wasn't there...
0: Um... There's only been two. So far. You're right. Yep. But hey, after that, because that was our main event, after that, we got to Dario in the, the bowels of the temple, talking to his brother between the bars. And the one quote I wrote down is, no one understands the beauty of your destruction like I do.
1: I forgot this scene.
0: Yeah, it was basically uh, the way I perceived it. Basically, you know, to kind of build on, hey, we're gonna get a monster, <laughs> we're gonna get a graveyard smash next week, a monster mash when we get Matanza versus Milmorethes.
1: They should have called it that. Shit.
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, in all of our talk about uh, Milmorethes jerking off by the candles, I forgot to mention. That they did book a title match for next week as well. They did. Yeah, they did. That's the main event of next week's episode.
1: Oh, we just—I just watched that too. I didn't Great. know it was a title match.
0: Hey, didn't you?
1: It's been a hard week, bra. Yeah, fair.
0: you almost died in a hurricane, dude. That's true. Yeah, you're a survivor. Yeah.
1: Got to write down Monster Mash.
0: Yeah, you know, like the song
1: oh yeah that's why i'm writing it down
0: yeah that's kind of the point I get so that reference. what would you <laughs> what would you what would you grade this episode of lucha underground
1: well i originally wrote down an a mm-hmm.
0: uh
1: and i think it's mainly because and we didn't talk about it as much because we were distracted by <laughs> mill's <laughs> extracurricular activities yeah all uh, those t-
0: the whiteys
1: i'm going to give it an a and i'll tell you why i'm going to leave my a there because they're they're successfully rebranding Killshot, which is needed, and he is win strong. Uh, Daga and gives Tejano his best match ever.
0: <clears throat> yeah,
1: right. And the three way between Puma, uh, Ray and Dragon Azteca versus Taya Cage and Mundo. We didn't talk. I, we didn't talk about a lot of the spots, and I, don't, I actually don't want to bring them up because I want people to watch it for themselves. Mm-hmm. But there's some wild shit that Cage does. And oh
0: yeah, dude, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: And Dragonus Teka Junior delivers. He's really good. For like, and usually when someone, uh, I have this compl- not complaint, but I've noticed that people like the debut in like uh, in, in like a, on, on another show might be a little rusty. You know, they might not be as impressive as they're hyped up to be. Uh, he had there was no problems with his with his style at all. He he delivers. Yeah, his character's boring. Yeah. And the storyline he becomes from is stupid, but yeah, he can wrestle.
0: Hey, that wasn't a shot at uh, CM Punk, was it?
1: Uh, I was trying not to make it sound like I was taking a shot at Ruby or Leo Rush.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: But Leo Rush was kind of like struggling because he was moving so fast.
0: Leo Rush was in AEW for a touch, wasn't he?
1: He was in that battle royal with the men.
0: Oh, Oh, yeah. And then he retired and then he took more bookings. Yeah.
1: Yes, and he when I was watching it, he was just moving so fast, and that's all he was doing, and he could barely keep up with himself. And I was like, well, you know, I, I, him, uh, Ruby was fine, actually. I, that's why I was trying not to make it, that's why I was trying to be not specific. <laughs> yeah. Because I knew people would be like, oh, he's talking about Ruby. It's like, no, I, I don't have a problem with Ruby. She was fine. Yeah. But uh, we've seen other people debut where it's like, eh, it's not, you know. They, they're trying too much in their first match back, and it's... They get winded. Or like when The Rock, when he fought, uh, I think it was uh, John Cena, like he was winded halfway through.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. <clears throat> I'm going to give this show a B. Uh, it was fine. It was better than last week's episode, which, low bar, but it was better.
1: No doubt. Oh, yeah. it's it, last, And there wasn't anything wrong with last week's. It's just, just one had... Re- this had... Uh, signature Lucha Underground matches.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Seriously, go back and watch that trio's main event. Um, Rey Mysterio, Prince Puma, El Dragon Azteca Jr., Johnny Mundo, Taya, Cage, go back and watch it. Season 2, episode 12. Um, Guys, that's going to be the show. (laughs) And uh, don't do any tactical whities in the pub, or there will be grave consequences.